Well, here it comes. Oh, my goodness. Kick and chase by Mullen. Kick and chase again by Mullen. It's a miracle. Welcome to the Racing and Sports Punters Pod, where we help you find your edge in the fascinating world of sports betting. We have a big show for you today, a bit of a an AFL preview for the remainder of the season, and I'm joined in the studio by our two AFL experts, Wayne Bristow and Brad Bishop. Wayne, how are you, mate? Good, thank you, James. And how are you? I'm very well. Do you remember what you were doing when Nick Davis kicked those four goals in the, in the final quarter? I think I probably gave up about halfway through the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> Went away. Yes, uh... Incredible stuff, that one. Uh, Brad, welcome, mate. Really good to have you up here. Uh, how are things for you so far yeah. in 2022? Uh, it's great to be here. What, what has qualified us as being the AFL experts? Is that um, <laughs> just people that follow AFL as opposed to NRL, which is probably the Correct. majority of people up here? It's that badge you're wearing around, mate. Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. a good badge. <laughs> um, look, let's rip straight into it. We've got a, a fair bit of ground to cover there. Uh, potentially some, some really nice uh, futures opportunities with just how this AFL ladder is going to flesh out over the last six weeks. It's, it's going to be a fascinating finish. But before we get to that, round 18... And Wayne, you've potentially found a bit of value for us here, which uh, I think fans are going to be able to read on the website later this week. And it centres around the blockbuster of the round, Carlton versus Geelong. What do you like about this one? Well, I guess the first thing to say is the Blues were never expected to be this good this quick under Michael Voss, but it turned pretty quickly. Yet Geelong seemingly are everybody's pick now as the team that's got the best draw, on top of the ladder now, knocked off Melbourne, all looking good for them. So I think this weekend Carlton shape up as a decent gamble here. Geelong are obviously on a this is going for eight in a row. Not that easy to do. I think Collingwood got the same run going, but can you keep that up? You now meet a good side on a big ground coming off a win, which was not fair against West Coast. But in fact, West Coast didn't score a point in both the first and last quarter, which is a pretty remarkable achievement. But in the middle, it was quite competitive. Well. They, they knock that off. They come home, come to the, the MCG, and it's w- one of the fascinations of the game is you've got Hawkins and Cameron for Geelong, who were on 43 and 46 goals, against McKay and Kerno, who were on well, 36 McKay, but he was last year's Coleman winner as well, and, and Kerno. So you've got two big pillars at either end of the ground. So will that be the difference, or will it be which defence plays the best? that wins the game. Very interesting. So uh, on top of everything else, potentially Coleman medal ramifications mm. as well. But but that's a good point. So you have you have two key forwards at either end and two defences who will have their work cut out for them. Tom Stewart's mm. still out for the Cats after his, uh, his indiscretion, his shot. 
on Dion Prestia. You, you won't get over that, will you? <laughs> and, and, and you were saying to me before that, that you think perhaps in this spot, maybe the Carlton defence is, is better placed. Well, they've got opportunities. Stuart, Geelong haven't been tested in these last couple of games, really. That North Melbourne, forget that. And then Melbourne really didn't function forward, especially in the second half of that game. Carlton, they've got Wietering there. It looks like um, McGovern may be back. He's not the greatest player. That's no, another big body. He's it? a structure yeah. there which allows DeConig to ruck, which allows Silvani to play forward. There's a whole lot of mix-ups there with Pitney back in the ruck as well. So the Carlton defence looks at least very decent, certainly better, a better structure than they potentially have been in recent weeks, and they're bringing confidence. And at the moment, you're looking at 240 Carlton, a team on the rise, coming against a team that's had a good run. But eventually they're going to hit a little speed bump. So $2.40, not a bad throw at the stumps. Uh, And one more for you, Wayne, before I throw to Brad on the catch. You made an interesting comment, uh, it might have even been last week, about how you know maybe they've won the Maccabi Divas Stakes (laughs) <laughs> but the Melbourne Cup is still to come, and it's still a good two and a half months away. Yeah, Bart Cummings preparations are always good. You know, <laughs> yeah, you, you peak in the McKinnon. You don't, you don't peak at the, the September. <laughs> That's the thing about Geelong and where they are at the moment. That's why last week's win was so important. It's put them on top of the ladder. If they can get over Carlton this week, that mm. consolidates their position up there. And what they've got is a really good run home the last four weeks and that's going to give them an opportunity to pace their run towards the finals a bit more than the other sides that have got games that they need to win to either stay in the top four or chase a home final, things like that. All these other sides are going to have to be going 100% over those final rounds where Geelong can sort of just massage the preparation a little bit more so. So that's why they would be particularly keen to win this week, I think. And it's fascinating from a Carlton point of view because they've been blessed with the draw they've had to this point, they haven't played Brisbane or Melbourne yet at any stage this season. So Brisbane just struggling a little bit with uh, COVID and Melbourne's not the team they were at the early on in the season, but they're still going to be good tests for Carlton off the back of Geelong as well. So I think we these last five weeks, we're really going to get a good indication on Carlton. I don't really want to dive into them at the $2.40 this week, but it's a good opportunity for them against Geelong playing them at the MCG. So we're going to learn a little bit about Carlton and it could be a game that really sets Geelong's run to the finals up as well. And Geelong have also been managing their big names and their older names through the years. Selwood was yep. let off last week's Dangerfield when he had injured. They didn't rush him back. Probably gave him an extra week, maybe two weeks. And now he can... In previous years, he's busted his boiler the entire year. It's got to the semi-finals, And like the team, they haven't been able to get it done. Well, this year, with a break in the middle of the season, he might be able to do that. Up his performance. Absolutely, yeah. One for you, Brad, then. I think the Cats are paying about $1.90 at this point to be minor premiers. As you mentioned, obviously, their pole position. They have a nice draw. If they get over the top of Carlton, then that quote's going to to trim up a fair bit. How do we play this? I mean, that that seems to me on face value a good price. If Wayne's tip comes through, do we wait a week and then jump on? Yeah, it's it's interesting. Wayne's making a, a play for, for Carlton this week and I'm going to try and tell everyone to pile into the dollar ninety about Geelong <laughs> to finish on top of the ladder because I mentioned their draw that they've got coming up. Carlton is the toughest contest for them in these, these final four weeks. You'd expect that they're going to win the last four games that they play. Yep. So if they're on top of the ladder after this round, then it would be very, very hard to see them being toppled. So I think the mm. I think the dollar ninety is a good bet because even if they do lose this week, 
they're still a chance yeah. to finish on top. And then Melbourne, they're sort of just going through the motions a little bit. There's a lot of improvement that they need to make to get back to where they were last year. But they're the only other side that I could see finishing above Geelong and they're $3.50 so what you could do I'd be inclined just to take the ninety Geelong but you've also got that opportunity just to stake yourself to cover that uh, expense that you lay out on Geelong and try and get that back with a little bit on Melbourne at three fifty. you can, might even be able to get a little bit better than that somewhere these are tab odds that I'm talking about so I think that's the of the of the long ranges that's the one that I'm most confident um, about the um Minor premiership that Geelong Geelong will get that. I know we're going to talk maybe top eight and top four as well, but the the uh, minor premiership market's the one that I'm most keen on. Even though I know we're talking about a dollar ninety chance, but I think the dollar ninety's value. Carlton is their only current top eight side that they have to face for the rest of the year. Yeah, I, I actually I do think it's that's great for Geelong in terms of trying to finish minor on top of the ladder, yeah. but I, I don't think it's the ideal preparation coming into a finals because they've yeah, cool. found in recent years that. Once it's got to the finals and they're forced to play games away from Cadenia Park, that's when they sort of struggle a little bit. So while I'm confident that they're going to be able to do what they need to do to finish on top of the ladder, I'm not sure it's the preparation that's going to see them go any further than what they've gone in recent years. Well, James, you'd enjoy all those home semi-finals for Geelong at the MCG against Richmond, wouldn't you? Yeah, no, they've been uh, they've been quite profitable over the years. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very generous of them to play their semi-finals in Melbourne. Yeah. Look. That leads us, I guess, into the, the overall premiership market. So the Demons still favourites at $3.25, Geelong at $4. Very, very interesting on the third line of betting here. The Fremantle Dockers have firmed into $7.50 after a, a rapid, rapid rise this season. And Brad, you've, you've watched a bit of the Dockers, I think, over the last month or two. How, how genuine is their tilt at the flag. Yeah, well, at, at half time they were in a bit of trouble against St Kilda last weekend, and then that third quarter, if they play footy like that, they'll be able to beat anyone, and they've, they have proven that they can beat the teams that have been considered those most likely to win the flag. They beat Melbourne over in Melbourne. They're... they're I'm tr- just trying to think of a horse who is a duffer <laughs> on the wet at the moment, because uh, well, let's elope and vote rogue. I'm going back to my <laughs> early days in racing. They could not win if you spat on the track. Yeah. And I think the Dockers might be the footy version of that at the moment because we saw them lose those games against Gold Coast and Collingwood, which they were expected to win, but they were played in rain and Freo just didn't handle it at all. And not only did they lose, they hardly scored and they were convincingly beaten. So fingers crossed the rain stays away for the Dockers because if they do get a a firm deck... Who knows how far they can go. And they're in a position where they're a big chance to consolidate themselves in the top four as well. They've got an interesting draw coming home. Sydney, Richmond... Melbourne, the Bulldogs, West Coast and, and GWS. So it's a mixture of contending teams and um, games that you would expect that they're going to be able to win. And interestingly, the last two are the, the two that you'd pencil them in as being the, the two most likely wins. So that's coming to the back end of the season. So that could be some sort of luxury for them when we've got other sides up towards the top of the ladder that are that are battling it out and they'll have tougher games than what the Dockers have got. Geez, aren't West Coast going to get themselves up for that, though? Second last round, they've finally got a few troops back. 
yeah. and maybe a chance to do a bit of damage at least to the Dockers' chances. Well, they are coming good. I, I back for Essendon, uh, and we unfortunately didn't get cop the Eagles in the first yes. t- first ten or twelve rounds. Got them when they were they reset mentally. I think West Coast and they're playing much better footy since the buy than what they were in those those first ten or twelve rounds of the season. So they're not the easy beats that they were earlier on in the season, and we know that they love to get up for a derby. So even though you'd expect Fremantle's going to win it, it could be a bit of a danger game for them. Wayne, on the seventh line of a premiership betting at $15 sit the Sydney Swans. Yes. How do we assess what they've done so far in 2022 and where do you think they're going to land? Well, you know, everyone knows they're a fairly young team. They've got some older players, obviously, Lance and Parker and Kennedy when he's playing. But younger teams are going to fluctuate. They're going to have their ups, the downs, inside games and outside games. They're, that's the possibility. The one thing is, is they've got a very nice draw coming home in, in terms of simply the teams that they have to play and where they play them. Frio's obviously very tough in Frio. But then it's Adelaide, GWS at home, which is tough. North away, well, that's given. Collingwood at home will be a tough game and potentially that could be for a, not just a final spot, it could be for a top four spot in the second last round and then St Kilda in the last round when the likelihood is that St Kilda haven't got anything to play for. So if they beat Fremantle this week, you're then potentially looking at a run home where they might just get the wind in their sails and go bang, 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 as James Brochel said. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you 100% on the Swans. I said earlier on that um, of the long-range bets, the Cats to win the minor premiership was the one I'm most confident about. But I think the value in these long-range markets are the Swans, in particular in that top four market just because of that draw that you mentioned and some of those that they're battling it out with uh, that aren't necessarily consolidated in that top four yet do do have a tough draw and like like Brisbane they are not going that well at the moment they're probably gonna uh, they're gonna get these players back that are sort of going through the COVID issues at the moment but they've still thrown in a, um, a dodgy performance every now and then so they're not they're not locked in into the top four, probably the ones that are most susceptible. And with the Swans, I was hoping to get a little bit better than $2.75 about them at the moment, but Fremantle are favourites to beat them this week. I think the better than two seventy five might come on Monday. They might be around about three twenty five, three fifty to finish top four if they lose this weekend. But even if they do lose this weekend, I don't think it's out of the equation that they do, and they might be a little bit of a bet there. And then if you think they can finish top four off the back of a four or five week run where they're going to string some wins together. They're going to have momentum. They're going to be up and about. So then what could be around about $17 or $21 for the flag uh, if they do get beaten by Freo this weekend, that might be worth a nibble as well. So I reckon there's some potential for money to be made around the Swans. They're not my top tip to win the flag at this stage, but I just think they're the ones that might be a little bit of value if you're looking for something that's better than $10. And with so many of those sides above them playing each other, both sides can't win. So, um, well, neither side... Could win if there was a draw. In that respect, you're hurdling potentially one every time with a win. A few eight-point games coming up. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, and good advice there too, Brad, I think. Um, an interesting point you make. Sometimes with these futures markets, it can pay to wait a week. Yeah, And I think that's important. You know, it's Sometimes it's about when you enter, when, when you jump on the price to get maximum value. Well, if the Swans come out and beat the Dockers, 
by uh, more than 40, then the, you know, we've missed the price about both of them and they'll be up and about and they uh, they might be charging towards a, a top four spot. Well, if they do that, I won't be working Sunday. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong... Watching replays. There's nothing wrong maybe with halving your stake as well and having some before this weekend and then maybe some after just to hedge your bets a little bit. To miss the top eight, boys, now this is... This is an interesting one because you can very easily make an argument that says the top eight is set in stone even though we still have six rounds to play. However, surely there are a couple of vulnerable teams there, the likes of, I mean, the Richmond Tigers have certainly had a forgettable weekend and they've they suffered from a, lo- a long injury list that they need to get back together over the last month. A team like Collingwood, who has had a brilliant run so far, but maybe just showed a few signs against North Melbourne that perhaps that could be coming to a bit of an end. Richmond, $3 to miss the eight. Collingwood, $4.50 to miss the eight. You're certainly getting a decent price about these teams. Wayne, have you had a chance to maybe delve into this and perhaps settle on a team that's currently outside the eight that could potentially leapfrog one of these sides? Well... Maybe everyone's on the Gold Coast bandwagon right now after what happened last week. Sorry to bring that up again. But <laughs> their draw is sneakily okay. And the way they're playing, the way they've covered for the loss of Ben King with the recruiting of Chole as a forward, not just a, not a ruckman from Richmond, has been a masterstroke in the end. He's had a fantastic year. And on top of the fact that their midfield is finally healthy... They, okay, they missed those couple of very close games that had they have won either one of those two before Richmond, they're what are they? They're they're in the eight. Their, their run home is Essendon. Okay, that could be the vital game because if they get on the roll, then it's a Q clash against Brisbane, who might be still wavering a tad. It's West Coast. It's Hawthorne. It's Geelong, which is obviously extremely tough, but it's at home, and it's North in the last round. They could win four. They potentially could win five of those games. If they do, they'll make it. You mount a good case. The It's an interesting draw that they've got. There'd be four of those games that they'd be favourites. Mm. Brisbane and Geelong, they wouldn't, they'd be the outsider sure. in those games. But the other four, they're probably going to start favourite. They're around about $1.75 against Essendon away. I think you're on the money there with this is the deciding game, not only because it's important in the context of getting four points now and what it's going to do there for their later position at the moment, but it's going to give a really good read on actually where they're at because Essendon have improved in the last month, but um, they're still not playing finals football. And if they can't beat Essendon away, these, these are the sort of games that they, they need to win because then if they if they can't get over Essendon away, then then all of a sudden you question whether they can beat Hawthorne and whether they can beat these other teams. So, yeah, I can see where you're coming from there with the Suns. Oh, it's interesting because there's sides outside the eight at the moment who we thought were, it was a fait accompli yeah. that they're going to play finals, the likes of the Bulldogs and the likes of Port Adelaide. And I'm it's trying to make a case for those teams, but they've got tough draws yeah. as well. Yeah, which you marry that up with the way they're actually playing at the moment, which is why they're not in the eight in the first place. And it's hard to make a case for those teams jumping in. So I'm not wrapped on the Tigers at the moment, but I just don't think there's anyone really beating down the door to displace them. And St Kilda are equal eighth, yet Mm. basically everyone's just put them in the scrap. Yeah, and they play the Dogs this week. So this is is one of those eight-pointers we were talking about. Absolutely. That is an interesting point there because they are $3.50 to make the eight. It was only a couple of weeks ago they beat Carlton 
fairly yes. convincingly. Yes. And, you know, we're considering Carlton as a chance now to knock off Geelong. So Yeah, the, the Jekyll and Hyde at the moment, the, yeah. the week before that, they were horrible against Essendon. So they, you just don't know what you're getting from St Kilda at the moment. Yep. Absolutely bizarre. And just to pick you up on Richmond there, Brad, interesting that they are spluttering. They've lost two of their last three now. But it's that injury list that concerns me a fair bit. It's spread right across the ground. Dusty's going to miss at least two more with a hamstring. Uh, Lynch has now hurt his his hamstring on the opposite side to, to what he did earlier in the season. You hate to hear that H word, especially this close to the pointy end of the season. Yeah, Let's, but... It's not great. And what's interesting is the narrative and how it changes from week to week. Because coming into last weekend, watching the footy shows down in Melbourne, reading the papers, the storyline around Richmond was, have they got one more tilt in them? Is this, are they ready? Are they on a roll to have one final crack as part of this dynasty? And now they cough up a 40-point lead and it's all doom and gloom. And everyone's talking about whether they're done and dusted, are they going to make finals, and what's the future look like for the Tigers? So it, they're a really great indicator of, a, a great example of how the narrative can change, and it's changed from a negative point of view for exactly those reasons that you just mentioned there, and that's why I said I'm, I'm not sold on them the way they're going. If they do make the finals, it's they're not going to be challenging for the for a flag, I wouldn't have thought, because if they, they do make it, they're going to finish on those bottom two or three rungs of the eight, and you don't win a grand, you don't win a premiership from there. So I'm not really keen on them to be much of a force um, in September, and it's just a matter of whether they can do enough to to get there. And they've been judged on their mystique from yes. the previous run, which is brilliant, but it's not the same cattle out there at the moment. Yeah, no, you're exactly right, and that is important, I think, to factor in to your thinking. You know, you look at some of these teams on the rise, like like Fremantle, Carlton, and, and so forth. Uh, they certainly weren't around when the Tigers were, right. were doing their thing. So, so I think it's it is possible to overemphasise some of these factors. Just finally, boys, and then we'll cut it short. The Collingwood Magpies. I, I mean, where do you think they fit in to all of this? They were very very lucky on the weekend to not hand North Melbourne their second win of the season. Are they capable of, of doing something beyond? Just finishing in the bottom half of the eight and, and petering out. What did you say? They won seven or eight in a row. Seven, I think. Ha, has a yeah. has a team ever strung together a less impressive winning streak <laughs> yeah. of seven than what Geelong one kick has done? I was um, uh, at an establishment that uh, on Saturday watching the uh, the races and they had the TV on the next week showing that footy game. So I was keeping a, a close eye on uh, on the footy in between races, and you could just tell that they were never out of it. Even though they were five goals down at stages, they were playing the right side to yes. make a run at it in the final quarter. But mm. doing that against North Melbourne is completely different to um, doing it against a, a side like Geelong, the way they're going at the moment. Mel- even though they have beaten Melbourne, yep. these sides that are going to be there and going to be primed come finals time. Good on the Magpies. They were they were ordinary last year. They've got a new coach in. They've got some really exciting young players. Uh, like it's a f- um, absolute certainty that Nick Dacos is going to win the the Rising Star. So the f- future's very bright for them, and they've done a good way, a, a good job to rebound off last year the way that they have this year. But they're like Carlton in a way that they've had a very favourable draw. This year, they've stood up in some of the big games. I spoke about how they've beaten Melbourne, but I think they need to go to another level to be a factor come finals time um, and really do some damage in the finals. But they're certainly going to make it, and it's going to be 
good for them in the long run. I'm just not sold on what sort of involvement and level they can get to in the finals just off the back of um, of what we've seen from them and how favourable their draw has been. And that draw is Adelaide away, so obviously star favourite, but away is the tricky part. Essendon usually get up for Collingwood. Then after that, it's Port Adelaide, Melbourne, Sydney, Carlton. So the last three rounds of size that either likely are will be either in the top four, challenging for the top four, along with them, if, that, if they're still in that reckoning. So it'll be a good way to get into the finals, but where will they be in the final? Yeah, you'd, ex- you'd expect them to win this week, but like I'm surpri- even though this game's away, I'm surprised that they're not shorter than what they are. They're $1.55 against the Crows, um, who were very ordinary early against Hawthorne last weekend, but Collingwood's in the finals. We're talking about how far they can go. You, they should be handling... Adelaide in Adelaide and a dollar fifty five might might be a night nice do, price. They do travel well too. Yes, they do. Anyone who is half keen on the Crows to knock off the pies this weekend, I would recommend then jumping on Collingwood at four dollars fifty to miss the top eight. Ooh. Because as Wayne says, it gets a whole lot more difficult after yep. the Crows. To wrap it up, then boys, a couple of things we we like this weekend. So. Wayne Carlton at two dollars forty, not a bad throw at the stumps to down the cats. I just think their value. No, fair play to you. I like that. Geelong $1.90 to finish as minor premiers, Brad, and, and you think that's pretty good value? Yeah, I, th- I think that's value. I think that'll look uh, – um, I think they'll beat Carlton and then that $1.90 is not going to be available and they'll be uh, – we should be dealing with $1.40, $1.50 pop after this very weekend. Very true. And just finally, the Swans, who are currently $3 to finish in the top four, consider maybe waiting until after the Dockers game, getting a better price – and don't be afraid to have a little bit on that yep, as well. Yep, that's, that's the value. That's the value. Play the Swans to finish top four, and you have to have a little bit on them to win the flag as well. If they get out to 21, Jeez, 21 bucks or so after this weekend, I won't survive September. If that's the case. <laughs> gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us here on the RNS Punters Pod. Uh, very happy to say that you will both be receiving a return invitation. Oh, magnificent! Uh, b- big shoes to fill off the back of last week. There was uh, it was a highly successful debut, so um, <laughs> the pressure's on. Uh, well, well, happy punting, everyone out there, and we'll be back with you next week to cover off all the weird and wonderful things that we can find in the world of sports betting.